Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett, and today we've got a special guest, Adam Urbanski. He's from a website called the marketingmentors.com, and Adam is the coach's coach. And we're going to get into a, a whole new way to look at uh, learning and where the opportunity is, and we're going to get into what Adam calls the results revolution, which is something I'm super passionate about and I cannot wait to unpack uh, this, this uh, intense focus on results and what's going on in the coaching and the learning industry these days. But first, Adam, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Chris, thanks for having me. And man, you said coach is coach and I kind of cringe. I prefer to be mentor is mentor, but I'll go with the coaches coach. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Mentoring is, uh, I'm all about mentoring. I'm actually in the process right now. I've been searching, uh, actually for years for, uh, a mentor in my life. And maybe we can, uh, we can talk a little bit about mentoring too and, and how you see that. So, um, yeah, I, I mentor a couple people myself, but I've just had the darndest tr tr time trying to find a mentor for me. But, um, before we get into any of that and the rest of the show, uh, for the people out there that don't know you yet, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, Adam? Man, it's always one of the toughest questions. In fact, the reason I'm in this business today is because I hated answering that question. When someone asked early on, you know, I started my, I left the industry, uh, restaurant industry, uh, sold a restaurant business and got into consulting and coaching. People always ask, what do you do? And, you know, they give you about seven seconds to explain something as complex as how you transform someone's lives or health or relationship or business through the process of coaching, mentoring, consulting, right? And I hated answering that. And then they will typically say, well, what makes you the guy to go to, right? And I hated that even more because now I have to like brag on me, you know, how great I am and what I do. Nobody likes doing this, I think, right? So I swear that I'm going to create this process where people will not only come to me, uh, you know, and beg me to take them on as a client rather than do it in reverse. So I created this process called Attract Clients Like Crazy. Uh, that was kind of my first signature methodology. But in a nutshell, you know, I work with entrepreneurial service professionals, people that are really good at something. They love transforming people's lives, relationships, businesses, but they typically suck at turning it into an actual business. They don't know uh, how to get clients, how to systematize, productize what they do. And, you know, first we help them actually turn the idea into a business. We help them turn the business into a marketing machine and eventually into something that uh, operates without them long term. That's awesome. So is one way to say that, are you like a uh, business mentor for experts? Pretty much, you know, pretty much I, I, on my screen, I have the terms marketing mentors, you know, where, where businesses come to grow. Uh, but yeah, for those who have some sort of expertise, and they want results and they want them fast, I'm at home. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, in, in part of getting to know you, you have a view around how s the current school system or the way learning happens today has some limitations. Can you tell us your, your philosophy and your take on all that? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because I think part of my kind of psychological makeup and unique ability is to kind of see a couple of steps in advance. And I've been quietly, you know, whispering about how um, the way schooling is set up really um, sets up people at a disadvantage and a lot more people talk about it. People write books about this, how, you know, the way schools work today don't, doesn't work. But, you know, I only finished high school, never went to college. 
And funny enough, when I started my coaching consulting business, all of my clients were at least MBAs, most of the time PhDs, very frequently with more than one PhD, like in, one, in more than one area. And I, I kind of secretly made fun of them. Well, not so secretly. I made fun of them. I said, look, you went to school for all those years. You paid all this money. Now you come to a college, to a high school grad, you know, to teach you how to actually make business out of that, right? But you see what happens, um, whether it's, you know, loving parents or religious background or schools, academic background or corporations, they're set up to basically establish a box and you have to operate within that box. Like they tell you what's right or wrong. In their opinion, they will tell you when you can name your sense itself, you know, whether you can uh, have certain title or not, whether you can take on certain responsibilities within the cap- uh, uh, corporations or academic world. And unfortunately or fortunately, today's world doesn't operate this way, right? If you want to break out from the crowd, if you want to establish any type of success or traction, You've got to operate outside of those parameters. You can't operate by established rules. You've got to break the status quo. You know, rules are changing so fast that if you try to follow them, by the time you figure out what they are, they've changed already. So, you know, as entrepreneurs, you can't wait for someone to tell you that you're good enough or you've got the right to do something. You essentially got to claim something and go for it. So, you know, from that perspective, schools and in, in all sorts of kind of academic training, corporate training backgrounds, you know, they set people up for failure by... Um, teaching them to memorize rules or memorize things, but not necessarily think how to solve problems. That's awesome. I I couldn't agree with you more in terms of, um, you know, building, teaching people how to operate inside of a fixed system or box. That's one skill set. But the world is quickly moving to just so much more uncertainty and change happens even faster. So the really the meta skill is that ability to, adapt to change and and really thrive in it thrive in it create yeah. value in it create opportunities inside of it help people uh who are you know going through change so and the school yeah, system's I mean, not designed for that yeah you know peter diamantes wrote, wrote this book called the um, abundance i think and it's kind of fascinating because he talks about how the world is actually better off than it's ever been before. But he also talks a lot about different technology, um, different disruptions in different industries, right? And people are massively finding themselves displaced. They can't figure out what the heck is going on. And also, I mean, look, Facebook in terms of connectivity and technology, right? And yet people feel most disconnected ever. That's why you've got all the dating sites. They can't even find each other. If you want two teenagers to, to go on a date, they've got to text each other. They can't even communicate, right? So now you've got to have service teaching people how to actually talk face-to-face. What I'm getting at is that the highest paid skill today is actually the ability to think creatively and solve problems. You've got to look at, okay, somebody's trying to get from point A to point B, and they have no idea how, and the old rules, how they travel that path, no longer apply and no longer work. How the heck do we make it work? If you can figure that out without someone telling you how to do it, you can pretty much, you know, uh, you know, call, call your own shots. That's awesome. I, lo- I love that focus on what's valuable today. And, yeah. and when you help somebody else do that, um, you're helping somebody else get results. And that ties into a concept you have called the results revolution. So the people listening to this show are online course creators, membership site owners, um, people who are looking to generate leads through teaching online. Uh, what would you have to say to them about 
what the results revolution is and why is it important? Yeah, well, you know, it depends on how long people have been uh, in this industry. If you're just getting in, you may be completely unfamiliar with my pet peeve. But if you've been at it for a while, you probably know kind of the dark secret of information marketing online courses. And that is that uh, pretty much about 95% of people that will sign up for a course will ultimately fail. They will either not complete the course or they will, they will fail to even get any positive ROI on their investment. They'll, if they break even, they'll be lucky, right? And I always talk about, look, if this were car industry, they'll be out of business. It's just there is no other industry where people can get away with 95% failure rate. And yet in, uh, you know, in online education, uh, in, in uh, remote coaching type approach, uh, you know, that's pretty prevalent. So it always bothered me because I, you know, I started out as a baker. And as a baker, what do you do is you get a bunch of ingredients, you mix them up, throw them in the oven, and like, boom, you know, an hour or two later, you've got something amazing coming out. It's aromatic. It smells. You can touch it. You can feel it. You can sink your teeth into it. So in a way, I'm, I'm addicted to results for myself and for clients. So when you work with someone and you know that you've put a lot of work into creating something like a pathway, like a course, and, you know, they've invested money into this and you don't see them get, like for me, and I don't see them get the results that they, I know they want. And they kind of give up halfway through. They don't even cross the finish line or they cross the finish line and it's like total flat line. I'm like, man, this is, this is very disheartening. So I've been on this kick for years now. How do I reverse engineer this? And, you know, for most people, um, that's kind of a total, like a second topic to it because I talk about the ultimate responsibility. Right? As an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and in fact, I think in today's society, the ticket to winning is you've got to accept absolute responsibility for everything. And where it ties into the results is that, look, when I do this and say, look, you failed, you didn't complete my course, right? It's not my fault. You didn't, you didn't finish my course. Well, I've got to realize that one finger points at them, but three point at me. So I've got to ask myself, how else could I have structured this course? How could I have made it easier? How could I have made it more fun? Uh, how could I make it more applicable for them? How could I make it more exciting so they want to come back and take the next module, the next module? How could I have made it uh, so it's uh, you know faster, it's more implementable every step of the way so they actually start seeing results quickly? How could I have made client selection more effective so I only accept the right student? I mean, everything is about how could I have made it better and more effective, right? So um, you know, I can ramble on, but ultimately, I think for us as you know, coaches, consultants, any type of learning program creators, we've got, to, we've got to realize that today we live in the results economy. And sure, you can make a bunch of, say, you can launch a product, you can launch a total crap and make a million dollars. Problem is, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, you know, shame on me. People won't be coming back. So if you want long-lasting success, you've got to do something that creates amazing results for people consistently, predictably, systematically, you know, and ultimately profitable for you. Yeah, that's, man, we are so on the same page about what's important in the online learning industry. Uh, when, I get, when I get approached with questions about building a course site or a membership site, if the questions are, you know, predominantly focused on how to lock down content and payment plans and conversion optimization, those are all fine and valid. But I know the people that have the highest odds of success they're the ones that are asking me about how do I make my course engaging? What do you think about this lesson content? Is this going to help people get results? Yeah. What do you think about my assignments? I'm trying to 
not just give information, but have it, people interact with the real world. When I hear stuff like that, uh, that's, you know, those are the people who are focusing on the right things and focusing on results. So could I agree you, with you, 100%, yeah. Could you give an example? Could you give an example of uh, um, just a, a hypothetical, like two versions of a course, like kind of the old school way uh, versus a new results revolution way, like how they well, might yeah, I can frame them in that. from my own, from my own, you know, from my own uh, business, because look, when technology became so easy, like recording audio and video, you know, and then information marketing and internet uh, um, made it so easy to reach massive audiences and sell. The way to create a, an online program was look, create a live event, record the heck out of it and just put it out there. You know, I've got courses where, where I've sold, and they've sold well. Uh, problem is that, again, the completion rate sucked, right? I have one course that I sold. Um, here's, a, here's a kicker. I've sold almost half a million dollars worth over two years of a course that was something like 11 or 15 audio CDs. And then at one point, I took a set of those CDs and started listening in my own car like two years after. And I discovered that CD number three was blank. Now, Chris, I never got a single freaking riff bump. <laughs> Why? So, because nobody probably got to the CD number three. I have oh, no idea. I see. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, you know, what? Uh, what? Why? I mean, I, yeah. you know, I mean, it's embarrassing to admit, right? But that was the thing. Like, record a seminar, put it out there. Now, for an average person to sit there through a 90-minute or two-hour video segment or even audio segment, it's excruciating. You can't remember, Jack. Even if you take copious notes, Chances and chances that you're going to take any action of it are completely irrelevant. I mean, I'm very small, right? So today, what I do instead is, you know, if I create a course, so when I create a course, it's chunked to you know seven, ten, fifteen-minute segments. They cover one idea. They start with an idea. They give you an example. They give you a walkthrough. They give you a tool or an action step, and they say go do it, right? And then you've got some sort of quiz or questionnaire. Or, you know, they got a call to action. Like, look, don't go forward. Go and do something with it. And it's got to be as enticing and, and as exciting and, and fairly easy to implement with fairly big payoff for every each step. So the person gets into this and go, wow, this is really exciting. Wow, I just did this little thing. And man, boom, this feels good. Even as simple as, you know what, print out the little card. And every time you learn, stick it on your door and say, don't bother me for the next 60 minutes I'm learning. You know, like the action of Printing it out gets people into an insert, some sort of implementation mode. So little things, you know, another thing that we do today, you know, a person signs up for a $2,000 course and for the first 10 days, they don't even get the first module. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah, for the first 10 days, we actually teach them how to study, number one, uh, how, to, how to implement more effectively, effectively um, number two, and then uh, number three, how to manage the time better, because most people are extremely busy. So we first want to teach them how to empty the plate a little bit so they have room for new material to come in. So, and it, it kind of, you know, it pre-selects the right audience. Uh, it puts them in the right frame of mind. It's almost like, you know, when you, when you get teach, uh, students into a new class, you kind of develop this relationship with them first. You don't go on day one like, okay, here's the you know, hardest core topic to cover in the whole semester. We're going to do it today. You kind of ease people into this. So we kind of do the same thing. So you've got kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum. 
That's beautiful. <clears throat> yeah, I think the one way, another way to look at it is it's not just about the information. Like this whole industry was born out of publishing or information products. But yeah. th- this next wave is, I don't, I don't know what you would call it. They're, they're still information products, but it's the goal is evolution. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's all so about the results. Be, yeah, it, today, my best course, we just, we just launched it um, about nine months ago. We actually have about 95% success rate. And I am just like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm so thrilled about this. But the whole idea, and as we bring, I mean, Number one difference is that it's all about extreme member or client selection to the point where it's how we even introduce people to the program. At this point, we've got about 80% conversion rate from prospects to clients. But the reason it's so high is because we get totally upfront who it's for, who it's not for, what kind of qualifications you have to meet. And then the reason it's not 100% is because the, the 20% that don't get in, we actually end up, end up telling them, listen, you know, this is not for you. Like, th- here's a better path. We'll, you know, we will take your money, but this is not a course for you, so go somewhere else, right? And, but here's where I'm really getting at. The thing that we show of our students is implementation is fundamental, information is supplemental. So it's all about go and start doing and as you need information, we've got it, and we'll point you in the right module. We'll open the modules for you. Um, you know, we'll tell you which which part to study. But the last thing we want you to do is go and spend two hours a day consuming a bunch of info, only to run out of time to do anything with it. That's incredible, and I'm actually writing that down so I can steal that and use that later. And I will give you credit whenever I say it. And just to restate awesome. it for everybody listening. Adam said that implementation is fundamental, information is supplemental. And, and I love that focus on, you know, being a guardian of your prospect or your learner's time. And if you give them too much information, you're not leaving them time for implementation. Everybody's yeah. crazy busy, like you mentioned. So like, you know, the, the sands are falling through the hourglass. Use those, use those grains of sand wisely and not just for information. That's, yeah. that's really beautiful. Yeah. And I also no. just want to highlight the, uh, the use of an application process. You're focusing more on qualifying the leads into your course and making sure they're the right fit than trying to get as many people as possible over the paywall into your membership site. It's a totally different strategy, and it's totally, in some ways, counterintuitive, unfortunately, that that's actually the path to higher levels of success You know, by having a, a program that gets upward 90% plus success rate is like, that's the best marketing you could ever do. It's not about converting cold leads off of ads as many as possible into a information product. Yeah. And you know, both have their place and depending on where people are in the path of the business development, um, you know, that's the strategy they've got to, they've got to uh, implement. You know, one thing that I've learned actually from kind of software companies like um, Airbnb, um, you know, you've got a lot of people that have that either have cores, have a software of some sorts, right? So um, Airbnb is a great story for those who haven't you know, studied it, they should, where, you know, they actually went to uh, people that were renting different locations. They were talking to them, what's working, what's not working. They were teaching them how they were taking the pictures, posting it online. Uh, you know, they were delivering the first commission checks to talk to people. And it wasn't about how do we automate it better so we don't have to talk to anybody ever. It was like, how do we talk to those people more so we figure out what works, what doesn't work. And to me, 
you know, that's, that's a path uh, to success. I mean, um, Basecamp, uh, one of those guys, what's their name? Uh, David Heistemeyer Hansen, DHH. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, they started as a consulting business before they developed an online platform. I, I tend to think this is a better path because you're focusing on working with someone hands-on, helping them deliver the results they need to, they want to get, helping them figure out how to solve some of the problems. And then you think, you know, can I, can I systematize this? Can I automate this somehow? Can I make this into a process that's more hands-off for me and still delivers the results? But when people do it in reverse and they try to automate too much, just too fast, they end up putting a bunch of crap out there that's untested, doesn't work. And then they focus on scaling and selling. And it's like, well, yeah, you can scale a bunch of crap, but, <laughs> you know, they really want to do that. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'm a, few, a huge fan of any kind of startup, education, technology, whatever, to do things that don't scale, especially in the beginning, uh, and get yeah. that, have that feedback loop wide open so you know that, you're, uh, that it's working, number one, and number two, that you, you have an opportunity to modify things and, and iterate before you start scaling. So yeah. that's, that's really well said. Um, well, for the listener out there who is hearing what we're talking about here and like really getting on the same page of how important delivering results are and uh, being selective and working with the people who are the best possible fit and, and committing to giving them results and taking responsibility as the platform owner or teacher or educator or mentor, um, if that all sounds great and I'm a little... I'm thinking I'm, I'm kind of, I know you talk a little bit about the uh, scarcity and the abundant mindset and things like that. If I'm, if I'm sliding a little bit to the scarcity side and I'm worried about the money, will anybody buy my program? How do I, this all sounds great, but if I'm going to have a smaller group of people that are highly engaged, highly committed, I need to charge higher prices and I should because it's, going to be an awesome experience and is going to deliver the results. What advice do you have on creating a high-end offer? And should it start with an online course or should it start with something else if, if you're a mentor or a coach of sorts? Like what, what would you advise to us in terms of getting to revenue and getting to high-end revenue? Yeah. So I tend to guide people towards starting with higher-end but more customizable, more hands-on offers. Right. So there's actually kind of a bit of a process that I'll walk you through. You know, like I, I think going back to how education hinders people, um, a lot of folks start with the they have an idea and they, they're even pretty good at something, but they have this kind of imposter syndrome. I call it the fraud factor. Right. They start thinking, well, who the heck am I? There are people that have got books on the topic and I've got a big following. Who am I to teach on this topic? And uh, the worst thing you can do is start teaching on something that you just learned you have no success. Essentially, you, you regurgitate other people's information. It's really a bad idea, right? Because you have no depth. So I talk about talking the walk. I'm sorry, walking the talk. Wait a second. I'm just confusing myself. I did the right thing. Talking the walk. That's the one. Talk the walk. And it's reverse to what people normally hear, right? They say, oh, somebody's really uh, talking someone is really uh, walking the talk, right? Which essentially means they're now undoing what they talked about for a long time. And I always say reverse that, which is uh, talk the walk. So do something first and then talk about it. And it can be fairly small. It can be something as simple as, look, you put together an opt-in page for yourself and you put one and two and three and four 
And every single one is getting like really awesome conversion rate and maybe you've done something different. Well, now you can really talk about creating high converting opt-in pages based on your own experience. And you can talk about, you know, is it really true that like above the fold is a big deal? Does it have to be? I mean, you can talk about all the variances because you now implemented some stuff, right? And now if you start teaching other people, you can go to other people and say, look, give me a couple grand and I'm going to put a really awesome opt-in page for you. And in fact, I want to not just opt in a page, but I want to create a really awesome first lead gen process for you from the right material, the right topic, the right opt-in page to the right, you know, seven-step follow-up because I've done this for myself. So essentially, you are now talking about something you've done for yourself. This to me is the fastest path to start, you know, to break out from the crowd, distinguish yourself and start offering something that can come in fairly significant amount of money because you become an expert on a very small area, right? So that's kind of the first step. The second step for me is, you know, if you had, if you had a card launch and just, you know, a client came to you and said, look, money was no object. What really matters to me is that I want that result and I want it in the fastest, smoothest, you know, friction less way, way possible. How, what would you help me do? What can you do for me? And essentially sit down and think to yourself, okay, what could I do for the client? And by the way, who would be an ideal client that I would want to work with, right? And get very, very specific. And when you do that, you realize two things. Number one, there are people like this out there that want this kind of approach. Number two, you can charge a lot of money for that. And number three, you need very few people to make a lot of money. And the last part is it's actually not as time involving as most people think it is. Those high-end clients want result. They're buying result. They're not buying your time. So, you know, if you can deliver that result in a day of work and charge for it 10 grand, they don't care that it took you a day. They, all they care is that they got what they wanted and they want they got it fast. Yeah, and I think that's I, important. I your question I just rambled on. I'm going to shut up and let No, you that's that, that's good. I like that approach of starting with uh, the high-end client and doing, you know, getting into it, um, uh, talking the walk, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and and just delivering high-end results once you figure it out for people. And if that's a if that's a hundred thousand dollar problem that you're solving, and you charge ten thousand dollars for it, and it only takes you a day, that's great. I mean, that's how high-end clients think. They don't care. They just want the yeah. result. And if they're getting a 10x return on investment, it's a no-brainer. So I think the biggest point for you know, our listeners to, to get out of that is that you may initially have a different market to, uh, to approach with your services. That you know, a, the person who buys done for you or done with you type program is different than buys a how-to learning course, right? And um, the person who buys how-to training course may not afford done for you, done with your services because it's a lower end of the spectrum in terms of the audience, right? Um, so you have to realize that sometimes how much you get to charge for what you do or for what you provide for what you sell has mostly to do with who you sell it to. So one of the biggest factors is not about how do you make the course better or how do you just put more whistles and bells on it. It's about finding the right person who, um, who's judging, who's buying criteria is not how many bonuses do I get in there, 
but it's about what's the least amount of time I get to put in there and what's the best result I get out of it and what's the fastest. That's what I care about. You know, I'll give awesome. you an example. A while back, I was, uh, I was selling a licensing training program. Uh, this is now years back. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm pretty good at selling. But it was important to me that I get good result. Plus, I wanted to train some other people. And I wanted to run my methodology by someone else. So I, I called someone else who was kind of an expert on selling high-end things and scripting. And he said, oh, you know, come on over to this four-day event. It's only five grand. I said, look, you know, I really don't want to go to a, to a three-day or four-day event. I don't want, you know, it's like, I don't want to do that. Uh, give me three hours of your consulting time. And I pay six grand for three hours versus five grand for three days. But all I wanted is like undivided attention for a short amount of time. Help me get the sucker figured out the way I want it figured out. And then I'm done. Right? And that, that's kind of the mentality. That's the kind of buyer you're looking for. I don't want... I don't want fluff. I don't want processes. I want the result. I want it fast and I'm willing to pay for it. That's awesome. Well, could you talk a little bit about the transition if somebody is is doing done for you or done with you services to something that's more um, uh, do-it-yourself, you know, information, but still results related and still high-end? How do, how do you make that transition? Yeah, that's actually pretty easy transition, believe it or not. The other way around is not so easy. So look, uh, you know, if, if Ford Fiesta wanted to all of a sudden sell, you know, Bentley stock kind of cars, they would have really hard time positioning, right? They have to almost like start a new brand. It doesn't work. But look, Porsche, you know, high-end cars, what do they, what do, they do to appeal to, mass, to more massive audience? They came up with Boxster, uh, right? A little like mini version of the entry-level Porsche. So the, the principle is the same. Your audience, there is a large population of your audience that's watching you going like, man, I wish I could hire those guys to help me do this, right? I wish I could work with them, but man, this is out of my budget. And all of a sudden, you come out with a course and say, look, the same thing we do for those high-end guys, the same processes, the same psychologies, the same mentality we teach them, we want to share that with you, but because we're going to leverage the platform as a group, your, your investment is going to be a fraction of what they've invested. You're going to have a mass, you're going to have people beating up after your door going like, please let me, and I was waiting for this. So the transition is actually fairly easy. Um, what your job as an educator, as a trainer, coach, consultant, as a content developer is to then take the core concept that you've helped clients implement and strip it from as much fluff as, you know, don't add fluff because now it's a course and you need more hours. Think about what do you actually need to teach that will help people move forward in the uh, fastest, easiest way possible. That's awesome. Well, Adam Urbanski, ladies and gentlemen, that was like a masterclass in, uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, <clears throat> the current landscape of education and where the opportunity is for education entrepreneurs out there. Uh, we talked about the results revolution and being uh, really selective on the people that join your platform. And we talked about the counterintuitive insight of creating a high-end done-for-you or done-with-you offer uh, on your way to you know, later creating something scalable. And we talked about the transition from that high-end offer to something is scalable, which is actually fairly easy to sell when you make the statement that uh, learn exactly what we do for our high-end clients um, at, at an affordable price because you're going to do the work, but we're going to give you the steps and leverage this 
technology to do it in a group context in a way that still works, but can, can scale. So that's beautiful stuff, Adam. Um, for the listener well, you out made there. It easy by asking the right questions. So, you know, <laughs> Chris. Right on. Well, uh, you're at the marketingmentors.com. Where else can people find you across the internet? You know, I think I, I love to hang out on Facebook, actually, believe it or not. I'm uh, sort of addicted. Plus, I do a lot of stuff in terms of delivering content for people right through Facebook groups. Um, so just look up Adam Urbanski on Facebook and, uh, you know, connect with me, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you, but you know, I also want to give a shout out to your audience in terms of like giving them kudos for looking you up and listening to you because, you know, I scanned through a few of your episodes prior to coming on and, uh, listen to a couple. You've got fantastic guests, fantastic content, and I'm a big believer in kind of finding a couple of things and sticking with them. So, you know, if someone truly is into like productizing their teaching and the services and, and uh, doing online courses, you know, whether it's very granular, whether it's more done for you, with you, whatever you do, uh, I think you've got to stick with your, you know, with your podcast. Then you've got to come back and listen to a few more episodes. Uh, and then if you find it valuable, uh, Chris may not ask you, I'll ask for him. Give him a great review because it really counts. So if you found value, man, type in a few words and give him a few thumbs up, okay? Awesome. Well, thank you, Adam. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing your wisdom with us. And we'll have to do it again sometime. I would love to.